what's going on, everybody? Welcome to One More Round with Josh Norris. I'm excited today for our guest, uh, Devin Butler. If you guys like what you see today, please make sure to like, share, and uh, subscribe to our channel. Uh, but Devin Butler is the founder and CEO of Arizona Entrepreneurs, a community for people to connect, learn, and grow. In less than two years, Devin has brought together thousands of entrepreneurs through in-person events. He continues to create an environment for Arizona business owners to get the connections and resources to bring their business to the next level. Welcome, man. Good to I see you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate yeah. you having me on. Absolutely. Well, last time we saw each other, I was at your event a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And that was insane. Um, it was at the, what was the chicken place called? Hey, it was a hot chick in Scottsdale. A hot chick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I first saw that on the invite, I'm like, what, 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 what is, is this? Place what is this? <laughs> and I, but I hear the sandwiches are great. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I got there, my my wife, my uh, neighbor Laura, who owns an HR company, they were there as well. It was crazy. I think I was telling you before. My wife ended up getting three deals for one of the companies we're partnered in, Body by Design, um, just in the networking and yeah. in the group. So it was fun, very collaborative. Uh, you know, people were having a good time, laughs, yeah. and all that. Good. That's yeah. that's the overall focus with it. Pre create an environment to where it's entertaining, to where people can have fun, but also build quality relationships and connections. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, man. So uh, you're originally from Michigan. Yep. Yeah. What uh, what brought you out here? So I moved here approximately, it's coming up on three years here in May, and really the whole reason that I, I knew I wanted to get out of Michigan, obviously the cold weather, I had just got done with college out there, so it was kind of that time where I was ready to transition into a new place, and I actually, the only reason I chose AZ, I came to visit one of my friends on a senior year spring break, and I loved it, yeah. so I ended up just signing a lease while I was here on vacation, and never looked back, but very grateful I moved here. Awesome. Did you play sports? You're, you're in good shape. Yeah, yeah. I played football in college and then throughout high school played a bunch of different sports as well. All right. What position? I was safety in college. Safety, safety. and receiver my, my senior year. Cool. Any uh, memorable moments from that? Yeah, so much memorable moments. Obviously, the experience in itself was just amazing to be able to play for all four years. But then also, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with Grand Valley State University. No. Okay, so they're like a big D2 school, Ferris State as well. They win a lot of D2, like GLIAC championships. And we played them um, at their place for the first game of the year. And it was just like a, a surreal feeling to be in front of. I don't even know how many people, like 15, 20,000 people playing football. Like just a, a, an amazing experience. And I, I just know crowds and stuff like that. They light me up. So, I, yeah, a lot of memorable moments, but something I, I won't forget. I'm glad I had the opportunity to play. Awesome. Ball, yeah. So what was it about, uh, or, or did you go to school for like entrepreneurial studies or how did that all come about? Yeah, so I, I really didn't. I went to school for business management <laughs> and the, the main, you know, focus for me was football at the time. Like I wanted to go to the NFL, but it was around sophomore year of college when I kind of had that entrepreneurial shift and it was after a knee injury in football. So it was the first time that I kind of like brought myself back to reality and thought, okay, you know, what, what do you actually want to do with your life? And I read the book, Rich That Poor Dad. I know so many people have the same story, but I read that book and it just like, it triggered something in me to where it's like, I want to do that. And I just started doing a lot of self-discovery, personal development, just reading different things and, and seeing all these different opportunities that were accessible. Awesome. So when you moved out here, uh, you started Arizona Entrepreneurs pretty much, you know, right after you got out mm -hmm. here. What gave you that idea? Yeah, so I started a couple different businesses before Arizona Entrepreneurs, and really what gave me that idea, because when I moved to Arizona, it was my first time where I was new new somewhere, and I, I realized how, because I was going to all the different networking events and trying to connect and meet people who were like-minded starting different businesses, and I realized like how difficult it was to actually form those genuine relationships, so 
throughout that time, I started a couple different businesses and, and majority of them failed. I was struggling trying to figure things out. And I, I put an emphasis on the fact that I needed to build connections with other entrepreneurs. So throughout that time, it, it kind of happened by accident because I, I basically found that the Arizona Entrepreneur's Instagram name wasn't taken. I looked it up because I was just trying to connect with people on there. Um, found the name wasn't taken and I, I obviously claimed the name and started to put out content. And I, I slowly started to realize that there was tons of people that were in the same boat as me where they were looking to get connected with other entrepreneurs and learn things that can help them to grow their business. So I just saw a huge opportunity for it because I was experiencing that problem firsthand, you know? Yeah. And you didn't really know many people out here, right? No, not at all. I knew, like I moved here with one of my good friends and I, I knew one one person out here. So, wow. yeah. so that's pretty bold to come out here yeah. and be like, hey, I'm going to start an Arizona entrepreneurs group. Yeah, I know. I don't and know together, Now, you know, like at the event you said, I think you said you were expecting 200, 200 mm -hmm. and almost 80, was it? Yeah. Uh, it came out, man. It was, it was insane. So yeah. uh, a lot of growth. What's the hardest part about running events like that? Hardest part? Um, I mean, early on, I would say it was really like the logistics of it and definitely getting, overcoming that fear to where it's like, you know, being able to bring all those people together, you want to provide an unforgettable experience and something that, you know, they're going to remember for a long time. So it's always something super important to me to make sure that everybody that comes enjoys themselves. So with that just comes, you know, added, I won't say added pressure, but just a lot of logistics and things that you have to make sure take place in order for the event to be a success. So it over, over time, like when we first started, it was, it took so much of my time to put on one event. And now the systems and processes are starting to come together a lot, a lot more smoothly to where the event, the event production and process is, is a lot easier. So it's starting to get a lot easier. But um, really, for me, I just have a, a very, you know, I, I just always want to provide an, a high level experience for people. So that's like, I guess the hardest thing is just making sure that people leave and, and really, you know, have an, have an amazing time at the event. Right. Well, I saw you uh, did something that I think is super important at events like that. I saw you kind of introducing people mm -hmm. throughout the night and not just kind of sitting back. You're mm -hmm. engaged with almost everybody. Yeah. Um, is that like one of your strategies to make sure you try to talk to everybody, you know? Yeah. There? And that's a, that's another, okay, now, <laughs> now we're getting into it because that is a hard part, definitely. Um, I, I try my best to talk to everybody to introduce people who I think would be connect, good connections, but that is a, definitely a, a struggle to where it's a lot of people and I want to be able to talk to everyone to be able to have like a long um, conversation with, with you know, each and every person. So that, that's, that's difficult, but that comes with, uh, you know, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You almost kind of like have to divide and conquer. Like exactly. Because our mutual friend, Brittany, like she's yeah. a good person for that. For she could sure. go and like coordinate, you know, conversations, 100%. that kind of stuff too. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine. So we, I used to uh, have a much smaller networking group called Aftershock Business Networking, and this is like 12 years ago. Okay. So we had it here in Vegas, and that was, uh, as they grew, and they never grew past like 30 people, but we were only together for like an hour, and that was the challenging part, even with 30 people. Yeah. It's like, how do I talk to everybody, have like some engaging conversation, try to understand what they're looking to get out of it, maybe facilitate a relationship. So, yeah. On that scale, I can imagine it's pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. So you started your business in COVID, right? Yeah. Or right before, right maybe? Be yeah, roughly right before. So what, uh, what was that like? I mean, being in-person networking ideal situation, mm -hmm. did you have to go online? What, what was the... Yeah, so now that I think back on it, so I started the Instagram, it was like March. So it was right when like COVID was starting to take place. So throughout that time, it was really just online and like building up the Instagram to where it wasn't really a business model, honestly, like it, it wasn't profitable. But 
started it then and it was a strictly online in October is when we like launched the membership and actually started doing the events and stuff like that. So it was definitely a difficult process, but I honestly, I honestly think COVID accelerated our growth because around that. So I think our first event was around like January, February timeframe. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what people were craving because they were cooped up in their house and they're like, I want to like yeah. meet people. Connection. So, exactly. So, so many people were, were looking for that. And then we started to do those events and they, they scaled so quickly because there wasn't really a lot of events going on because people weren't doing them. And I knew people were looking for that. So, um, I mean, obviously there was different things here and there that were challenging due to COVID, mm-hmm. like venues that won't let you do events, events that got canceled and things like that. But as far as once we actually found a venue and were able to host an event a lot of people came because they were looking for that yeah well as an entrepreneur yourself and then working with a lot of networking what do you find some of the major struggles are that they all deal with yeah so i mean there's a there's a lot of different struggles i feel that um entrepreneurs are going through and like one of the big problems and struggles that we mitigate is the fact that you don't want to go through that journey alone like if you're trying to figure out how to build and scale a business, like there's so many different components to a business. So yeah. if you're trying to figure that all out by yourself, that's definitely a struggle. And I think that's one of the most valuable pieces because we're just bringing together essentially a ton of like-minded people. And it's a very broad organization where there's business owners in a ton of different industries. But when you bring together a group of people like that, there's a lot of collaboration, partnerships, things that come together where you have people in your corner that might have an area of expertise that you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so different things like that. And then also I feel like there's a there's a, a big step in transition that happens when you kind of start your business and, and you're starting to, to get profitable to actually like scaling and like building the systems and the processes and everything around it to where it's like a well-oiled machine. So I think that's something I'm noticing at least over the last few months is there's a lot of people looking to make that transition and to completely scale their business. So just finding different experts and people who have already done that process to teach on those areas mm-hmm. i think's you know a big a big help for the members awesome uh, do you have <laughs> any like books you recommend to entrepreneurs whether they're just starting or have been at it for a while yeah a couple a couple of good ones for me e-myth was an amazing book and that, that kind of goes book. hand in hand with like the systems and building that whole process around your business e-myth traction um, rich that poor dad that's by far my favorite yeah. book because that's like the book that changed my life where i had that paradigm shift what but, was it about the book so i think it was i think really it comes down to the simple concept of like the rich don't work for money they trade their time for money so mm-hmm. being able to create a business and create processes and systems to where instead of instead of yeah instead of trading your time for money you're able to have your money work for you right and so that that concept really just made me realize that like I, I want to start to build businesses and, and create things that can essentially run on their own and then being able to use the money to buy different investments and things like that that could then your money's working for you and it was just a a concept shift because like before I was going to school for business management I knew what job I wanted to get and then I realized that you know once I got into that position that there was kind of, it was kind of capped at a certain income and granted I, I could have invested the money that I made from that job into different assets to, to make money but yeah that I think that was the big thing for me yeah no I think that was the big thing for me too mm-hmm. and there I so I come from a, a blue-collar family um, I always tell people my my entire family uh, on the, the men's side anyway mm-hmm. my dad's side was uh, minors so we Phelps Dodge Freeport Memorial my great-grandfather retired there, my grandfather retired there, my dad and my uncle worked there. Um, both of them got an apprenticeship though, ended up moving up here, get some great engineering jobs. So like they were the first one to break that mold. Mm-hmm. 
but I had nobody that was an entrepreneur yeah. like around me. Like there was nobody to look at or anything like that. So um, I got approached in Amway actually when I was 19 years yeah. old. And you know, it, it is what is people like it, hate it, whatever. It was a good experience for me because for sure. it got me into books. And I was one of the first ones. Magic Thinking Big was another one. But that rich dad, poor dad concept, I'm like, oh, well, I need a mentor. I just need somebody that can help me that's been there, done that. Yes. And I, it never even dawned upon me before that, like going mm -hmm. to school, because I didn't like school. I went to one semester of community college, and it's all I could take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you like E-Myth? Any other, any podcasts you like for entrepreneurs? Um, podcasts. Um, I, I like Tom Bilyeu a lot. Um, he's got he's got a really good podcast where, where he just brings on a diverse crowd of, of a ton of different entrepreneurs. So he's got some really good content. Ed Milet, um, I like his a lot. I went to a conference where Ed Milet, Andy Frisilla, Tom Billy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you we were, were there too. Yeah. And so after that after that conference, I got into their podcast a bit. But there there's so many good ones out there. Um, you know, just entrepreneurs teaching on different areas, bringing on some. Some really good guests. So, yeah, that was that was funny because I didn't know anybody there. Yeah. So I thought, and then I get out there, and then Brittany texts me, and she's like, "Are you at the?" Uh -huh. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sitting right behind you." I'm like, really? <laughs> and you were with her. I'm yeah. Like, what a small world. It's crazy. Yeah. Man. <laughs> that was a great event, though. It was. I yeah. Mean, some of those speakers. I mean, to hear just one individual speaker mm -hmm. is great. But like Tim Grover was there. Yeah. Andy Frisella like tore it up. I mean. Um, and then Albert Preciado put yep. it on. I mean, he's a great speaker and he's real fun to follow. He loves his watches and his cars, yeah. <laughs> but like when you dig into his content, man, that guy's really got it dialed in. For sure. Yeah. So what's on the horizon? What are you, what are you looking at doing? Yeah. So definitely a lot on the horizon, continuing with the event. So we had our first summit in January. So I want to do more summits throughout the year. Um, obviously the networking events, we do those on a monthly basis. So continuing with those and then Stepping into the retreat space as well, I want to start to do some destination retreats and just bringing entrepreneurs together in a more intimate environment where we can, you know, form those deep connections as well as like get access to to high level business training and, and resources like that. So the retreats are definitely something that are going to be a, a focus here in the near future. But I really nothing changes with the mission. It's just this is the the area that I'm serving, which is entrepreneurs, business owners, specifically here in Arizona. But we're going to expand out of Arizona, but um, you know, that's, that's my niche. So just providing different resources and, and experiences for them that can, you know, truly change their life. Awesome. Now, what does a summit look like as opposed to like a networking event that I went to? Yeah. So networking events that you went to, obviously it's, uh, you know, in a, in a laid back, relaxed setting to where everybody's there just having a good time, able to connect and build relationships. The summit is structured around the, the speaking majority of the time. So basically, like our summit in January, it was like a six to eight hour event. I, I can't recall, but say it was six hours. Majority of the time was speakers, you know, them, them engaging with the audience and everything. And then at the end of the event, we had like an open happy hour networking portion. But yeah, like really the goal of the summit is to find speakers and entrepreneurs who have built, you know, massively successful companies to come and just break down different strategies and things that they've used to get that success. So the audience has tangible things that they can actually go and implement into their business. Awesome. And what was the, your feedback from that? Did you get some cool success stories? Yeah, definitely. Like that, because that summit was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. When I first moved here, I went to a, like a business conference, a summit, and I was like, I want to do that eventually. Yeah. And so it was a, 
definitely, um, you know, I had to jump out of the comfort zone to do that. I knew I wanted to do it for a long time, but the, the feedback we got from it, everybody, you know, really enjoyed the event, heard some amazing stories about how it, you know, transformed people's lives. And it, it was a very fulfilling experience to do that because I, one, I, I, going back to like, what, what's the hardest part? I wanted to make sure that it was an amazing experience for the speakers for the attendees, for my staff. So it was like a lot of different areas that I had to, you know, mm -hmm. make sure that it was a good experience. But I think we, we hit it on the head and everybody loved the event, which was just yeah. fulfilling to Yeah, me. I saw some of the feedback on Instagram. And yeah. I'm like, it's crazy. I was really sad I missed it. There. I already had a prior event. I think it was my golf league that okay. I had that, that weekend. Um, but I'll change my golf league yeah. next time. <laughs> Come out and do I'll it. I'll keep you posted ahead yeah. of time next time. So, you're, I mean, you're, you're a confident dude. Uh, have you always been confident and if so like how where did that get derived from mm, that's a good question I feel like like socially confident to an extent um I I forget the the word for it like I feel like I'm like an extroverted introvert because in like new settings I'm you know not not the loudest person by any means but I I, I feel like the confidence a lot of it derived from football and I feel like so I, I did 75 hard um Andy Frisella's program yeah. And that, that like produced a lot of confidence and it made me realize that like even, even when I was growing up and in high school and stuff, a lot of the confidence I feel like was derived from like committing to yourself and committing to, to doing a certain thing that you say you're going to do. So I've always been very big on, you know, committing to whatever vision or every, whatever I have um, planned for myself. And I think that it just creates self-confidence when you say you're going to do something and you actually do it. So. Yeah, when um, you're impeccable with your word, it does. Yes. It, it compounds. Um, the Four Agreements, which was a book originally I'd heard from Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my partner Dylan actually uh, had mentioned it as well. And I think I'd read it prior to that. But uh, one of the things is being impeccable with your word. Mm -hmm. And it just stacks confidence. So yeah. it's, I'm not surprised to hear it came from a lot of it came from sports because... Yeah. That's where a lot of mine came from too. Because like when I was at the gym at five in the morning and I knew other people weren't, yeah. And then I still went to practice and did that kind of thing. And I, you know, nobody wants to go to the gym every morning at five o'clock. I don't yes. care what anybody says. It's true. But seventy-five hard, I haven't done it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I will do it. Mm -hmm. But what was your experience with that? What uh, What was the hardest part about it? Hardest part? Um, well, I mean, the two workouts. That's definitely brutal to do every single day. Um, I feel like that was the hardest part. It was really just the timing of it because being super busy, having a ton of things to do. But it it really shows you how much time you actually do have because if you like, there's days where I have like a, a big event, like the day of a big event, and I have to still do two workouts, drink my gallon, and I made time for it. So I realized, okay, you know, we have a lot more time than we than we think we actually do. So I think it was really just the timing, the the two workouts, the the nutrition. I mean, I do like my food, so that was kind of yeah. difficult. But after a while, you know, that stuff just starts to get routine. But one quick thing on the, the confidence, I thought I'd bring this up. So as far as like the social confidence, I feel like that's something that definitely has to be developed because I think back to the first event, the first event we hosted, I didn't speak at. And then, like, people were saying, like, you should say something. Like, people need to know who's hosting this. So, like, the, the second event we did, I remember being so nervous up there on stage, stuttering my words. And it was something that I was, like, I was trying to push off and, and avoid having to do that. But now that I've, you know, done it however many times, it's, it's developed the self-confidence. And it's something that I want to do. I want to address the audience and, and do things like that. And even podcasts, I remember my first one just being super nervous. So, 
I don't want it to seem like I always had like a social confidence. That's something that like just through repetition started Developed. to develop over time. I do. I know exactly what that's like. Yeah. So I'd, I'd mentioned Amway. I got to a point where I was the one that was doing the, the big, what we called open meetings. Mm. And there are sometimes were 30 people, but sometimes there'd be a hundred people there. Mm. And I'd be the one actually teaching and showing the plan, all this stuff. Gosh dang, the first time that I did that, <laughs> I bought a brand new suit for it. My heart was beating out of my chest. I can relate. And I, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> but afterwards, I remember people coming up and saying, that was awesome. Yeah. It was so good. I'm like, sweet. I blacked out there for a little bit. And then, you know, it got a little bit easier and a little bit easier. Yeah. Now, it's like it's not a problem. But, yeah, that, I think it's developed. Anybody oh, says they can just do it without, like, you know, no practice and all that stuff is lying. I, I agree. <laughs> Awesome, man. So where can people find you? Yeah, so social media is where we're most active right now. My my personal is Devin Ray Butler, and then the Arizona Entrepreneurs Instagram is just at Arizona Entrepreneurs. Um, our website's ArizonaEntrepreneurs.com. I think those are probably the, the best ways to gather some more information on the different events and experiences that we're providing, and then, yeah, more, more about what we're doing. Awesome, man. And what does the membership look like? Yeah, so basically the membership, how it's structured. So we do those in-person networking events every single month. So our members get free access to all the networking events we do. And then we also have a mastermind every single month. And it's really, it's, it's structured around going through business challenges and being able to get feedback from other entrepreneurs. So, you know, whatever road bumps or things that you're going through, you get, you get advice and feedback from other people in the group. And then we also do a business training every month where we bring on like seven, eight figure entrepreneurs to break down specific strategies and processes and things that they've used to scale their business to, to the level they have. So really just providing that the education for members, um, the connections for members, and, and also those resources on a consistent basis. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, this is great. I mean, I appreciate you, I, everything you're doing, because I, I met you about two years ago, I guess, yeah. right as you were getting started. Great. I think at that time I was the CEO of HOA.com, mm -hmm. and we were connecting and talked about a master class, and I had so much yeah. on, my, on my plate, I'm like, ah, can't do anything, but to see where it was and man, how you've grown it, it's it's cool, man. I can't wait to watch it in the next few years and and participate in any for way sure. I can. So awesome, hey, I appreciate yeah. that, man. Thanks All right, guys, me. if you enjoyed this, make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment. Um, we appreciate you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>